It's time to redefine and align to the badass leader and mother you really are. I'm your host, Nicole Weston. I have been coaching moms for the last decade on aligning to what they truly desire so they can be present with their family, create the most successful business, all while having it all. We're gonna be talking to moms all around the world who are diving into what does it mean to take care of myself? What does it mean to redefine motherhood so I can live it on my terms, so I can have it all? It's time to rise, and here's the thing, we can't do it alone. Join us as we have some of the most important conversations about how moms are taking their pain and turning it into their purpose. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to another episode on Redefine and Align. I'm your host, Nicole Weston, and today we are sitting down with the incredible Faith Clark. We had a conversation six months ago, just before my life absolutely changed. And so today I am so honored to be able to share this powerful conversation that we had all about looking at our body's wisdom um, in the world of motherhood and entrepreneurship. So just before we dive into that, I want to say how excited I am to be here. I am celebrating so many wonderful accomplishments. Number one, the Mom Collective. If you haven't heard about it, the Mom Collective is a monthly membership where each month I'm bringing you a live training with a live Q&A and a private Voxer group with all of the women inside the Mom Collective. We have filled our 10 spots as founding members for the price of $29 a month. And now that we have our founding members, we are excited to continue bringing in all of the women who are ready to connect and grow and evolve within a community that is safe and with uh, women who are on that same path of commitment, of evolving and aligning to their values. This is a incredibly safe space where we are making space for us to evolve and grow, but also not have sometimes like just not be av- available, you know, the dark side, the shadow side of motherhood and entrepreneurship. So really excited to have the women inside this group. We are launching our second training today. And so we have all of our trainings will be recorded inside of the Mom Collective. When you join, you'll have instant access to the Shift Masterclass, which was by far the most amazing class for sure. Three videos, both about 90 minutes, where I am taking you through the method of really shifting your mindset to be able to bring in more joy, more time, and more peace. Um, This is coming down to giving you the framework that I take my clients through and that I take myself through. The shift has absolutely been a game changer for so many of my clients. The next masterclass you'll have um, access to is Unravel. And this is where we dive into the dark side of motherhood. You know, the parts of motherhood that feel really difficult, but we don't really know how to talk about, or we don't feel safe to talk about this. Having the framework again, to be able to navigate and move through that and really feel confident in who we are and what we're experiencing. I feel like there is a gap in the world of self-development in motherhood and entrepreneurship, all of this pressure to focus on what we want and continue to, you know, be positive and grateful. And although these are the most powerful mindset strategies, Something that is even more powerful is the ability to sit with ourselves, 
when it just feels like too much. Being able to have the framework and the skills to say, you know what, today is a tough day and that doesn't define my worth. It doesn't define who I am. I am human and I am allowed to be in this moment and experience this moment and it doesn't take away from my worth or what I am deserving of. I am loved and I am worthy. And you know, that's the gap in the world and in my world, (laughs) my mission is to close this gap. It is to be able to integrate all of life and our spiritual existence into wholeness. So if you're curious or interested, you can uh, go to the link in the show notes. It will take you right to the Mum Collective. You can read more about it. If you want to ask me some more questions, you can uh, book a 15-minute connection call. That is absolutely so like, I would love that. I would love that. And, uh, or you can just join the program or the collective is $88 a month. And, uh, you'll have access to hypnosis for self-love and the two master classes and any ones that are coming up. And with that, I am so excited to share with you that we are launching becoming, Oh, I have so many goosebumps. Becoming was a game changer for me, uh, was a game changer for the clients who enrolled in that last year. And I am so excited to be bringing this forward again. It is um, elevated. It has been amplified. I have taken everything that I have learned and more and kind of infused it into this program. So Becoming is a six-month group program. This is for the woman who is in business, who is a mom and who has success in business, who has success in family and also just feels like they're about to burn out. So really looking for how to not even prevent burnout, but to navigate burnout. Um, You are looking to really get rid of that guilt that kind of keeps coming up every time you get to that next level of your business. You're feeling as though uh, at home, you're, you're dropping the ball in something, or every time you're really, you know, on the ball with your family, something is dropping in your business. And so really wanting to find that harmony and that growth and evolution without having to burn out or to, you know, carry that guilt, uh, becoming is truly, truly for that, that badass that you know, that you are, that has created all that you have created, but you're done doing it alone. You know, you're really looking for that community of women who are also doing the same thing as you, who are looking for a container where you get to show up and be exactly who you are, all of who you are, without the pressure to just show up and be in business, without the pressure to show up and just be, you know, talk about the mom in becoming, we're making space for it all. Because in order for you to have it all, we've got to be able to feel it all. And I don't mean doing things that you don't you know, you have never done before. It's about creating the skills and the framework to navigate all of what it is that you desire, to be able to hold what it is that you desire, uh, to manifest and to call in what it is that you want while doing less. So if becoming sounds like something you're interested in, uh, we have the waitlist is open. You can join the waitlist. And as a uh, individual on the waitlist, you will get the first and foremost um, information and details for when you can apply. Um, all of our waitlist uh, you know, members are going to get exclusive discounts for the program. And so you know, no pressure, just join the wait list, get the information first and see if this is a good fit for you. I am only taking in 10 women because it's so important for me to be able to facilitate, uh, 
new ways of thinking and life affirming beliefs, but, and also be able to do that one-on-one work with you. And I really do believe that this is where we are making shifts and transformation in the world is being able to do the transformational work, not just talk about it, not just, you know, focus on what you got to do with your mindset. We're actually doing quantum release. We are breaking down the money blocks, the guilt at a cellular level. And this is the, this is the game changer, right? This is where, uh, everything that you have learned is going to be, um, amplified because we're actually going to be letting it go at the root. All right. So becoming is so, so, so important to me. Becoming looks like a six month program. We are going to have three group group calls and you are going to have access to all the recordings and the prep work. Becoming is going to uh, start in January and we are taking a wait list now and you'll be able to enroll before January actually and start on some of the prep work, which is super exciting. So if this is something that you are curious about, something that you are desiring, this is for you. This is for the woman who is ready. This is for the woman who knows she is ready to invest in herself, invest in a program that is going to support her, that is going to get her to the next level, that is going to get that quality time that you are desiring with your family. To be able to finally breathe again, this is for you. This is absolutely for you. I'm really passionate about redefining what it means to have it all and give you the space to be able to do that. So if that sounds like you and you're super excited, you can join the waitlist in the link below and uh, you will get all of the details. You'll be the first to know. And I'm super excited about that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm just going to try to contain my excitement here. Here's what some of the women are saying from the program after, after it finished. So uh, they said that um, what they have now is self-confidence. They were able to commit to a program for themselves. And it was important that they did this to find the time to commit. They are now trusting themselves and aligning with their values. They also know that when they commit to something that they want for themselves, they know that they are worthy of their own time, that they can navigate through their emotions. They are worthy of celebrating their success and most importantly, changing the generational stuff that was passed down and what it means to be a woman, right? They, they believe that what is possible for them now is that they can choose their own path and do things their way. Yes, yes, yes. It also added time and me time to their day so that they could work on themselves and still be present with their family, um, and have those healthy relationships most importantly, it was to focus on the wins and focus on the greatness of life because it is all a gift and they are ready to live again. What they loved most about the group format is the different perspectives and mirroring in lives with similar, um, like being able to see other women in similar positions and similar growth really helped to, to feel like they weren't alone. They also enjoyed getting to know the women um, and that they could see what was possible for them because they could see it in the other women too. And that was super, super powerful. They experienced some of the most incredible benefits through growth, self-awareness and direction, self-love, compassion for themselves, and truly discovering who they were again, ultimately moving towards who they desire to be. And they saw results in their business and in their family, being more present, feeling more confident, getting rid of the guilt and being able to do less in business and earn more. So if that sounds like something you are curious about, sign up for the waitlist, be the first one to read all of the information. 
And uh, I would just be so, so, so honored and happy to see you there. So with all of that, I am so excited to share with you a little bit about Faith and who she is. So Faith started her career as a computer programmer on Wall Street. She quickly identified her passion for teaching, her fascination with human motivation, and her personal experience as a mom of a child with autism led her to her doctoral studies in performance psychology. She has also taken her talents a step further, writing a best-selling book and becoming the co-founder slash CEO of an educational organization, helping families with autistic children. Faith's academic research and her numerous experiences with organizational teams have helped her curate a high-touch, systemic approach to human thriving and teamwork in the workplace, which has helped her clients improve operations, maximize productivity, and double the revenue. Faith is also helping her younger two children with their first business, a creative art company that offers illustrations and inspiring stories in art. Her son, who is 21 and nonverbal autism, just asked Faith to help him write a book about his experience with anxiety. (sighs) Faith, you are, you are like, yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You will hear Faith and I talk all about the power of listening to our own body's wisdom and how her experience, she found, you know, needing resources to support her family and her child with special needs and how that can really turn into this, um, this need to, to depend on wisdom outside of herself. And so we really dove into what does it look like to find that wisdom, the wisdom within self again, and really be able to come back to the self. Our conversation led into how we navigate that as moms and also how we navigate that as entrepreneurs. I am so honored to bring this conversation to you. If you want to check out Faith and see what she's up to, I've provided all of the links in the show notes below. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode on Redefine and Align. I am so honored to sit down today and speak with Faith Clark today. Thank you. Thank you for being here. It was amazing to finally sit down. We've had a couple of opportunities to talk and yet we didn't get to record this. So it's been good to finally be talking to you. Hi, Nicole. Yes. Thank you so much. I was just sharing. I'm really grateful for your flexibility because as you know, in motherhood, nothing is truly actually (laughs) in like written in stone. It is always moving and we're always course correcting. So I was really uh, grateful for your flexibility. So I would love for you to share with our listeners where you're at today, um, what you are up to today, um, and, and share, yeah, just share that with us today. So our listeners may hear my son, I have a 22 year old with autism, and he's having a rough morning. So what am I up to today as a mother deciding between how can I help him in this moment that he's having, we have staff downstairs that's supporting him. And how do I help myself not be panicked? Because one of the big worries that I have as mama to a beautiful adult with autism is that people won't accept him and people won't love him. And I know I talk to a lot of parents of kids with special needs. And so I know this is an age old, like we, I don't know that we ever get rid of that, but the fear of not being included, of, of not being accepted, of not belonging. And that could even 
even be in his own home where he needs supporting staff, but the supporting staff wouldn't be able to accept him enough to help him and support him in whatever way. So I'm, I'm sitting, I'm working from home today. I'm doing a couple of uh, meetings, a couple of recordings and listening mm. to him not feel super regulated mm. while my 16-year-old is in Zoom school and doing some homework while my 19-year-old is doing some art and working on some stuff and feeling my tentacles spread towards them as well. How are you guys doing with Jaden having a hard time? I'm not saying it. I'm working. Yet all of this is happening. How are, how are they doing? Are they safe? Have they positioned themselves appropriately? And so all of the things in the middle of, of the workday. So that's, I don't know if that's where you were going with that question, but that, that's what's in my mind right now. Oh, yes. Thank you. I, I, I really thank you for that because I think that the, the typical response would be like, I'm good working from home and things are great. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like that's like, we can all say that. Um, but when we really truly express like all of the parts of ourselves that we're holding, so yes, thank you so much for, for being honest and open and sharing that. So you have three children and I would love for you to share what you are doing in the world of entrepreneurship and who you are supporting and serving in that space as well. So um, I do have three children and it's funny, all of what I tend to do with entrepreneurship seems tied to them and their needs because I tend to need some healing or some support for them and find that and invite other people to experience this healing that we've found. So I previously had a business uh, training caregivers for families of kids with autism because that's what I needed. Mm -hmm. And right now, as they're all in this late teens, early adulthood space, the question for me is, how do we help workplaces become healthier so that they can these workplaces can be spaces of healing for all people, all humans, not just for some stereotypical normal human. I don't know who that human is, mm. but, but we've, we have these quote unquote norms and so many people can't fit into that norm, mm. whether because of a chronic illness, disability, or any other difference, physical, neurological difference. Um, I have friends with fibromyalgia and other inflammation types of illnesses that they just can't work in a typical workspace. So my long, that's my long answer to say, where will my kids work? Mm. And so as a, like, I'm a organizational psychology, performance psychology specialist and teamwork is my jam. Mm. And so I've, my work has been with teams to, to answer the question, how do you keep your productivity high and be inclusive? Mm. How do we integrate differences in a really productive way. Um, studies say that inclusion levels up engagement by doubles engagement. And I was like, we, we've been, businesses have been wasting money by not being inclusive. Wow. And I, I just wonder if we could actually learn how to integrate differences into the whole, mm. if we could actually learn how to honor the differences while um, allowing them to shine, mm. then my daughter would be able to work in a space that honors her and, and my son. And so while autism can feel like an extreme question around how do we integrate people with classic autism in the workplace, 
I think those extreme examples and those extreme thought experiments maybe help us to see how we would integrate more Black women in leadership mm-hmm. or more Indigenous people in spaces that they're underrepresented. Or, you know, th- there's just all these places where inclusion has not been effective. Mm-hmm. And I think if we challenge ourselves to think about how are we including people who are deaf in the workplace, then we can say, oh, those same principles need to be applied to the other groupings that don't feel like they belong or in some way feel like they, um, to belong, they have to sacrifice themselves. So what am I doing? I'm helping people with that. (laughs) Yeah, yes. Like, thank you. I I feel like I could just listen to you talk about this uh, like forever because I just, I know how important it is and how important it is to have the framework in place to be able to create that space. And I love the, the intentional use of wholeness and integration, right? And, and if we were to bring it back to the self and, and your journey, what has redefining motherhood meant for you? What have you experienced? How do you redefine motherhood in your world? Yeah, that's interesting. You asked me this before and I knew you were going to ask it. And still, I was like, hmm, (laughs) how do I redefine motherhood? You know, I think if I go all the way back, it was about, it has been this journey of trusting myself instead of what's been told to me. So at the very beginning, that was being able to say, I want to breastfeed for as long as I want to breastfeed mm-hmm. and phone supporting whatever, you know, stuff for that. And, and I would ask people say, no, you know, a baby that size needs, and, and when they say that size, you're talking about a five month old or a six month old, a baby that size needs solid food or whatever. And then just to say, but my body is still making this food. I think I'll just trust mm. that however this happened, it's, it's there's wisdom in the way things have been in terms of the body and so on. And so, so things like that, deciding that I would pick my baby up when the baby was crying um, and that I would be okay offering comfort as long as comfort was needed. Mm. That kind of spread into me. My son took a really long time to potty train. And I mean, really long, like I think he might've been 12 or 13 before we had some headway mm. and that moment when I let go of the need to train where things go in the, the watch should go in the toilet and watch it not and and just said I will support you as long as you need support and being you're needing you're being clean and you're being healthy is what's important to me mm-hmm. and I'm not going to spend our lives correcting you around all the things all, all just like you can end up with a list of things to correct right and so just being i can trust i can trust you i can trust me that we'll get where we need to go mm-hmm. and we don't have to be in these time windows i remember when i threw out the time windows speaking by this and walking by that and it's like and if you are if you learn to speak when you are 8 or 10 or 12, and now you're 50, what does it matter that you learn to speak at eight or 10 or 12, right? So, so I think it's, it's been this process of taking back 
my ability to trust my own wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I do think a lot of the modern way in the world has been about outsourcing wisdom to the different types of doctors, to different types of therapists, to different types of people. And so, so even right now with adult kids, there's a lot of uh, guidance around letting them live their own life and independence and all this thing. And I, and I, Maybe because culturally, I appreciate that I'm from people who lived in tribes and who maybe didn't live in ways that maybe were quintessentially European. So I was like, did, did, like what, what did other people do when kids got to what age? I, like, was there some magic thing that happened at 18 and 21? And maybe we just support each other in whatever ways people need support until they don't need that support. And then they get supported in other ways until the cycle goes around and it's me and I'm getting the support. Maybe it's just a circle, right? So uh, that's redefining motherhood for me. Just, I can trust my wisdom and mm. let it go. <laughs> like I'm so emotional. I'm trying to keep my stuff together here. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. <laughs> I'm just really grateful for all the wisdom that you have shared because it's kind of like you've just talked about what it means to be a mother from like all aspects and, and being able to say it is about that trust. And you said, taking back my own wisdom. Yes. And you also wrote in, in our, um, where I'm crying, <laughs> relying so much on the external sources. Right. And I talk a lot about that in my journey of, um, the moment that they broke my, they broke my water. The doctor broke my water because I was induced. And it was like the moment that that happened, my entire body was forced to do something on someone else's time. And I, I remember having such a traumatic experience from that, but it was like, okay, like now it's go time. So it was just, you follow in line. But thinking back to that was the moment that I disconnected from myself. I disconnected from my intuition. I disconnected from my body. And then I had a, an emergency C-section, which I felt very disconnected from my body and from that entire process. I would say for myself, those first nine months were dark, very, very dark. I was filled with joy, right? Like I was like, this is amazing. You're the cutest little thing. This is cool. But what I would get where the light would go off was where I, like, I didn't know what myself wanted or needed and what I trusted. And I was so dependent on all the experts or what the books were saying. Uh, so when you share it in that way, it makes me so emotional because if anyone can just give a woman or a man or a parent, a book that says, trust your wisdom. I think we would be in such a different space. I remember when, cause I, I got to the point with this, you know, deciding to perpetually breastfeed. I, I don't know about other people's children, but mine didn't sleep through. And so, and people would say to me, they'll sleep through at three months and then they'll sleep through at six months. And then until somebody said, Oh, nobody told you breastfed babies don't sleep through. <laughs> But I, so I was up through the night and I decided this getting up and walking around the house is ridiculous. So you'll be on the bed with me. Yeah. So then they had all this, these people telling me I, that it would be um, dangerous to have the baby on the bed. And then I thought about people who are nomadic. It's like, where were those babies? As, and, and then I thought about my own 
if even if the baby was in another room, if the baby turned, I felt it, I heard it. Mm. It was like, how am I, I, how am I at risk of, of rolling onto this baby? I, you know, and so I just think there's so many of these moments, if we would interrogate them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that we could kind of say, I, I can trust my wisdom. Mm-hmm. I can trust my wisdom on this. And so I'm relearning this. I can trust my wisdom now extended into other things beyond parenting. Parenting is the mothering, is the training ground for living the adult life, I think. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm sure that if you're not a mother, you have other training grown. But for me, it's been this, mm-hmm. I'm willing to learn lessons as a mother that I am now getting to practice in other areas of my life mm-hmm. that I honestly don't think I would have learned because I wouldn't have wanted to learn them. Oh, yes. Right? They were I, I so just, powerful. <laughs> right. I would have just been like, yeah, no, no, thank you. <laughs> just- yeah, there's no way to face. I, I've been watching my daughter really project back at me in the most beautiful moments of like, I will make a facial expression and she'll make the exact same one. And then I'll have this outer body moment where I'm like, oh, you're like mimicking my face right now. So what else are you mimicking? You know, that that unseen energy that what are you calling me forward on? What is it mommy is needing to learn? And you spoke to potty training and I remember taking the pressure off and at one point going, okay, this isn't working because there's way too much pressure energy in here. And so I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to take the pressure off. And she has this beautiful way of showing me when I am like really in the, this is the way it needs to go. This is how it's supposed to go. And this is what they say we need to be doing. And then she'll crack me open and be like, yeah, no, no, I'm going to get you to the point where you release all those expectations and see me for who I am. And, and it will, and it happens. And then all of a sudden she just like got up and walked to the potty. I was like, what are you doing? Mm. <laughs> wow. It happened and I didn't force it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's that. And, and over and over again, it's in those moments where I remember her wisdom, like, you know, she is pure. She is herself. She is like, there is, there's no, no constructs that she's living in. Nobody is saying that you have to be a certain this, you have to be that. And, and it's just, when you talked about correcting, I can relate so much to that. I did an episode a few weeks ago on like good girl behavior and bad girl behavior. And so like in this paradigm and like what it all means and to live by these certain rules. And I was like, I'm a little laxed, I think, in my parenting uh, because I'm just like, it's all child inquiry. Like let the child lead, like let her explore her own space. And so I've been a bit laxed in boundaries or if you want to say. And so (laughs) I gave the example of like, she likes to dip the most random things and the most random things. And so I sit there and I go, ew, first of all, like, it's really weird. Uh, But then like, who am I to say that that's like, if she likes the texture, if she likes the food and she's eating it, like, it is a very light example, but just like, who says that she can't do that? It's not hurting anyone. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Right, right. No, and we don't know which rule, these rules that we have, because we, we don't see them as rules. It's like, this thing goes with that thing. Ooh, you're doing this thing with that thing? Why are you doing this thing with that? And then like, then the, the science nerd in me says, but they're all mixed up in the stomach. <laughs> yes. it's 15 minutes. What's the difference of 15 minutes that, you know, we're, we're eating the fruit after or before or, or whatever, you know, we can't have fruit with chicken. You know, 
Yes. Yes. It's, it's these interesting when you start to really, and I, I'm going to take it back to what you had said around like trusting ourselves, like who says and, and compared to who compared to what. And I remember, I think the most amount of stress I ever experienced in those early days was the pressure of doing what everybody said I was supposed to do. And oh, it makes me so emotional. Really just truly not listening to myself right and and how powerful it can be when you really come back into the self and say what is my body saying what is my child saying and then being able to take that beautiful force uh, you know force like life force energy and then have that trickle down into all of the work that we're doing as you had mentioned so i um you had also mentioned redefining motherhood is like doing it on your terms so i would say trusting ourselves to do it on our terms is is what it's all about if you would agree Yes, I think that, you know, as you said that, I, I wanted to mention part of the thing with kids with special needs, or if you have a chronic illness, it's, there's a way that the outsourcing of the wisdom becomes exponential. Mm. So I had, you know, all trying to get all the hours of a particular type of therapy, having these different specialist voices in, and the combination of the effort that it took to both secure the therapist and listen to them and practice what they're saying, even though they were making no attempt to all be on the same page. And so at me as the mm. single container and conduit of that, and I really just, just pulled it in and yelled, stop world and brought the whole thing to a halt. Didn't it stopped everything. Mm. And I think that, that that moment of being able to say, I, I think I was asking another parent, like, what do you do? There's so many so many options. How do you know what you need to do for your child? It's like you have to have an angel on your shoulder, like you need your own angel. Mm. And she said, but you do. And I was like, right. Mm. So I need in the face of what looks like chaos, even in that moment with Jaden running around this moment or in intense moments with my daughter or anything, I have to trust that there is wisdom in this moment for the moment. Mm. And often I don't trust that. So I'm like <gasps> grasping outward, like, and therefore inadequate. Mm. But then, then, then I goes like, at least there's some history. I'm like, you remember you fired all the people, right? You remember you just, you, you kind of pulled in and locked in. And we've seen change. I, I had a potty, I have a potty training story like that, where it was just like, wait, <laughs> It's happened. When did it happen? I don't know when it happened. And so I can trust that the things that feel oblique now will be like that at some mm. point in the future that I don't know about. And so it's, mm. yeah, so it, it is this trusting and just noticing how much of this outsourcing we've, we've been I don't know, cahoodled into doing. Yeah, it was just, that was what's coming to my mind is why, because I went to school for social work and I took a lot of my classes in like child behavior and child psychology. Like I, I feel like I'm a, quite a nerd when it comes to that. Like I, I can't get enough of it and I, I love it and I value it and I understand it. And then when I came into the parenting role, the first thing my partner would say to me is put the book down. And I was like, yeah, but like, you know, like <laughs> I was like trying to fit all the parts and yeah, I, so what, at what point do you think, like, how do you find the harmony between understanding a world that we never knew about? Like, you know, information is good, 
But at what point do you go, okay, like I've received enough and now it's time for me. Like, I mean, is there, is there a framework? What, how have you moved through that in your journey? Yeah, I think it's been differentiating between my curiosity and my panic, mm. right? The, the, I'm a, I'm a learner by definition. So what I've noticed is that and I, and I do believe in being guided. Like I do believe that, that God universe, whatever is, I believe I'm guided. So this moment right now, 2 10 PM today is a moment that I've already collected all the information I need about. Yeah. Right. So I'm sure I'm going to read more things and learn more things and do more things whenever I find myself in a moment where execution is needed. And this happens to me a lot in business. Execution is needed and I'm, I'm busy trying to study for the moment. And like I have to say to hang on, hang on. If action is what's needed now, you already know what you need. Today with my podcast, that was me. Wait, wait, do I know enough about inclusion? <laughs> <laughs> Did I go read an article? It's like, wait, hang on. You're recording now. Mm. That means that what you know now mm. is what's needed, right? And so I'm talking to my daughter now. No. So, so it's, it's, and it's a constant reminding, mm. right? So I have the ability now to differentiate between all that I've learned and say that piece of information, that's what's needed and to pull it and apply it. Mm. Yeah, like... <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. I love all of that. I'm, yeah. I hope that everyone that's listening can really, really, truly hear that um, for how powerful, because I think that that is that space of true self-acceptance and love and trust, like trust and faith that like right now in this moment, I am everything and I have everything I need. And like just permission to be in the moment. And if there's something else I need, I can trust that it's coming. Yep. And it's, you know, it's coming for that moment when it's needed. For when it's needed. Yeah. It's, it comes when it's needed. And that part is hard. And because we are something about the world that we're living in now, it says you're not ready. Mm. You're not ready. You don't know enough. There's this whole idea of enough. Mm. I remember talking to a spiritual director about some stuff. And I said, we were ending with some affirmations. And, and I said, I'm good enough. I felt so proud to say I'm good enough. And she says, what about I'm good? Mm. Like, there, there's just so much of this measuring up to a thing. And so that, that leaves always information deficit in gaps as you know, right. and I'm the queen of gaps. Like I, I, you know, professionally I do strategy and that means being able to bridge the gap from here to there. Right. So I am really good at seeing gaps. Mm. So I'm like, <laughs> like, but this gap that we see has nothing to do with the fact that we're going to execute now. We, we Right now, we're executing now based on what we know now. And that's good mm. for right now. Ooh. <laughs> like this is so powerful. I am so grateful for you right now. Okay, so thank you for sharing that piece. I have another question for you because you shared this earlier, the, the journey of healing yourself um, in the world of motherhood and, and really truly accepting in yourself. And you had said that in order to accept um, others, you've got to truly, truly accept yourself and all of the parts of yourself. How would you say, like, how did you come to that? How did you come to that space on your journey? <laughs> I think I noticed how judgmental 
I am with people Mm. and noticed that the thing that I'm judging is something that I've put some kind of valence on Mm. and probably a thing that I judge in me. So there's a way that I have compassion for other people's things, whatever those things are. I can see it with compassion if it has nothing to do with me, not anything that I have equated as negative Mm -hmm. in myself, Mm -hmm. right? The things that will trip me up are the things like, so I have a thing about about being, I I call it rudderless. Mm -hmm. So people need to know where they're going in their lives. People need to be focused. People need to be like, don't, don't be, don't look like you have no idea. I so judge it. Mm-hmm. And so then to kind of say, hey, wait a second. Why is that such a big deal? Mm-hmm. What part of you is that kind of resonating with? And so I, I realized that the way I show up is not a monolith. I am not a monolith. Mm-hmm. I am different people at different times and some aspects of me get shunned mm-hmm. and some access aspects of me get seen. Mm-hmm. When I was becoming exhausted and burnt out in parenting, I had to ask which ones of me are not coming out to play and why, wow. what aspects of me did I, like I so valued, I was trained as an engineer and I so valued all the left brain stuff. And there's nothing wrong with being right brain, but even phrasing it like that. There's nothing wrong with having emotions. Nothing's wrong with intuition. It was like clearly, right? (laughs) And so um, when I acknowledge that, whoa, that means I have completely Mm. like minimized that way of knowing. If I can't explain it, I, you know, and so to be able to say yes to that, Mm. I can know something and not have to explain it. It's like, ooh. And it doesn't mean I'm stupid. Ooh. Ooh. You know? So as I became aware of aspects of me that I wasn't accepting, mm. and th- this whole thing of acceptance, nothing like the medicine of a child with a disability, because the challenge of accepting, like there's this reflection, like you said, right? And so like, okay, what does it truly mean to accept him? That means some deep acceptance for myself. And then of course, oh, I can't accept other people if I can't accept me, because mm. I am like the, I am the, I don't know, the standard of acceptance, so to speak. Like my right. practice is, uh, is hypocritical right. if I'm, if I'm do, trying to do for someone else that I haven't done with and for myself. And so p- when I work with teams, part of that work is this, a team that wants to be more diverse. I tend to say, this is an unpopular opinion. And I, you know, I, listen, diversity is amazing. You need to be more diverse. But if you haven't worked on just your own, this you five have not included your own individual selves yet. Everybody at this table is hiding. Wow. Everybody at this table doesn't feel safe to let themselves be fully seen, which means this space is not safe for somebody who's radically different from you. Right. And so if we, when we allow ourselves to be, the ones that, you know, feel doubt, have questions, second guess ourselves and all the things then, and do that with grace, Mm -hmm. then other people will see that safety. And then we become a safe place to be. And then as a collective, we become a safe place to be. And then we have a chance. We have a chance. You know, so. Oh my goodness. I feel like we could talk for the entire day (laughs) and I would just be completely energized by it. I am so grateful for all of what you are sharing, because I think that I think there's this level of 
in the world of self-development in the world of parenting and business right we are all you know kind of have this like idea that we're going to figure it all out we're going to get to that end and then it's just going to we can just like stop it's like this race you know um, I'm always racing to get to this next thing, to get to the next thing. And I think when we, you know, for me in my journey um, and helping the women I'm, I, I serve has been like right now in this moment, the only thing we can practice is grace for ourselves. It's like, that's all we truly have. Right. And so, you know, it's like this really interesting space of wanting to grow, wanting to continue to learn, wanting to get to that next level, level up, hit the goal, and then also going, and I'm enough, right? I am good as I am. And all that I have done in this moment is, is amazing <laughs> and having grace for that. So finding the harmony between I, I, I'm okay and, and I accept myself for who I am becoming and Becoming was the word that shifted everything for me, but because it, it, it owns, I'll say, or captures grace, it captures self-acceptance. And it's like, I like exactly what you had said, everything that I need to know right now to execute, I have. I think that, you know, for a lot of us, because as I'm listening to you and I'm listening to myself, then I'm like, oh, this is just the, this is my wisdom for me right yeah. now yeah. right this is my wisdom for me right now in the moment i'm in and i think so many of us as we get good at hearing ourselves and accepting ourselves with grace then then truly we have access to all of what we need because mm -hmm. we have all what we need but then we're not accessing it because we don't believe it's there and whatever but, you know, like I have access to all of what I need because like I just said it, I'll wait for you to send me the recording so I can take some notes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right. I, I feel like, you know, we're always looking at perception as projection, you know, and there's the light in me also has the dark shadow side of myself for me to find out what my strengths are and also what my shadow side is. And I find that that is like it is so powerful. And, I, and being in this world of coaching and, and counseling. When I hear myself say the same thing like three times, I'm like, you know what, Nicole, that's for you. That's for and nobody else but you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And so when I bring it back to being in a, a culture, a corporate office, a, a team, an organization, it's like doing that inner work with grace and allowing ourselves to see all of ourselves. I was recently listening to Brené Brown's podcast about like armored up, but she had talked about like, you can't just go in and have a hard conversation without skilling up first. And then I started to look at that and I, and I've been obsessed with Brené since, I don't know, 2012, but um, it's like, yeah, like you can't expect someone who has experienced a tremendous amount of challenges or struggle in their life to then know how to talk about that. It's, and she, she explained it as like, she flies a lot, but it, it's not like, okay, because you've flown a lot, can you please land the plane this time? It's like you can't expect that from individuals and we've got to start with the self and skilling up in that space and, and being able to see all of ourselves, but knowing that it's safe to do that. And I think that it it's being able to practice those skills for ourselves and really diving into that self-awareness, which um, if I were to relate it back to motherhood, it's like, yeah, like you have a choice. It's like you're either going all in. It's like, OK, what does this have to do with me? Or you're like, eh, no, I'm not going there today. No. <laughs> no. 
yeah, today I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna chop it up as like, that's a you problem. But tomorrow I'm gonna realize that this is a me problem and it's my choice and my responsibility to make a shift here. And um, that for me is everything. I feel like that's that self-empowerment. That's that fuel that says, you know, no matter what, having that ability to look inside of myself and say, okay, what am I bringing to the table here? How do I take responsibility for the pressure I'm putting on you to pee in a potty at a certain age? Cause some certain book told me I was supposed to do it. (laughs) You know, kids are little for a really short window of time. So this whole modeling growing Mm. is our work. Mm. You know, it's just, it's the work because they're going to be autonomously growing for most of the time. And so if we could kind of step back and not make it be about skills in the way that we have, Mm. but make it be about like, how do we know what's next anyway? Oh, there's a thing in your body that prompted it versus a book (laughs) that said it. Right. Right. And and how do I know what's up for me? Oh, there's a thing. And just modeling that self-awareness because they need that self-awareness to for everything, for for both the peeing in the potty and you know eating food and <laughs> yeah. understanding humans and having good conversations and being kind and it's all of it, right? Of and it. so maybe I'm just modeling growing right now. Oh my god, correct. Yes, yes. Because when you were saying that, I thought to myself, my daughter's two and a half, and um, she is very, very strong-willed. And the last few times, like she's learning new things and she, she demonstrated this moment of being very, very hard on herself. And my first instinct was like, Hannah, Hannah, breathe. Let's like, let's breathe through this and let's be gentle with ourselves. And then after, like when she'd gone to bed, I thought, whoa, like as much as I may think that I am displaying um, kindness to myself, in which ways am I being super hard on myself? Which ways am I... So then I took it upon myself to really start express like overtly expressing what I, when I make a mistake, how I am kind to myself. Cause I think for me, if I can model that self-acceptance of myself, she'll do that. Cause if I, (laughs) yesterday fork and a knife, cutting my pancakes, she saw me, she's like, all right, I'll do that too. So I was like, if I can model like it, like with with a knife and fork. (laughs) Yeah. Like if I can be that integral, uh, with myself. And if my commitment is to be kind to myself, I can, my, my best hope is I can trust that she will pick that up and learn that as well. And I feel like that is such a beautiful uh, muscle, I think, or uh, yeah, behavior, if I may, I, I'm not sure. I mean, whatever it is, whatever so it's it an is. amazing thing to catch. Like I tell people more is caught than taught. So mm. what are my kids catching? Right. And I, I like, even in this moment, I'm like, what, what do I want to be spreading? Humans are contagious. What do I want to be spreading? And let me be busy about my own growing. <laughs> Cause I want to spread that. Yes. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. You are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. And I would love to continue this conversation whenever it is, you know, the opportunity presents itself. I hope that for everyone listening, that they take a moment to truly dive into what it feels like to trust themselves. Um, because that is definitely a strong message that I have received today. And my last question, if you were to give yourself your own wisdom at any point along your journey of becoming a mother and a parent, um, at what point 
would you go back and what would you want your younger self to know today? I would want my younger self to, to know that there isn't a list, a criteria um, of good human. There's, I, I, have a, I had a really clear, I am producing humans that are world changers. Mm-hmm. And I am, I am. But I had a list of what that would look like and therefore what I needed to do, like a factory model. Mm-hmm. And I think that I would let myself know that this is a trust model. This is a believe model. This is a, um, a set an intention and trust that the wisdom in each day to help create this good human is in the moment versus, you know, the, the list of criteria, uh, flexible creative thinking and all the things that we hear kids need that we then are like, oh, so I need to stimulate, you know, left and right brain integration you know, or whatever. <laughs> right? So I, there isn't a list. There, there's wisdom that you'll get in the moment. The wisdom is on the journey. So um, I can let go of all of the criteria that I think I need to learn to do to be able to make it happen. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like crying again. I think that this conversation has given me <laughs> so much love and validated so much of, I think, questions I didn't know that I was asking until I heard the the response. So thank you for all of your wisdom today, for sharing your story, for sharing your journey and inviting us into your space. Thank you. You hold such beautiful space, Nicole. So thank you. Thank you. That that really means a lot to me. I feel like uh, a few weeks ago, this, I downloaded this thought that I was like, what do, what do I do? And I was like, you hold space. Well, what do you do? What does that look like? You hold space. I'm like, Okay, but what is that? And I've been watching how that is being, um, you know, how that is coming through. So I really, really appreciate you uh, saying that. Thank you. You're welcome. So thank you for being here. I can't wait to have you back. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you soon. Thank you so much for listening. I want to hear from you. What did you love about today's podcast? What are you feeling inspired to do differently? Find us on Facebook at Redefining Motherhood and tell us all about it. You can also follow along on Instagram at the Nicole Weston. Here's the thing. We were never meant to do this alone, and it is time to redefine motherhood and live it on our terms. I believe we can have it all, and I believe in order to do that, we've got to do it differently. Follow along and let us know. Be sure to subscribe. We drop a new episode every Wednesday.